doorbell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Welcome to Gabbin in the Woods, the horror podcast of exceptional sound quality and terrible content. <laughs> oh my God, we should put that on the t-shirts. We should, because mm-hmm. we've actually bothered to make this thing sound nice. Oh my Lord, yes. Uh, I was just telling you earlier that I, I listened to, uh, shall I say, a competitor's podcast earlier in the day. The sound quality was so bad. It is. It was so bad. At least you can hear the annoying shit that you can turn it off because we're annoying. But yeah. at least you can hear our annoyingness to turn it off. Yeah. We, we might keep our minds in the gutter, but it doesn't sound like we're recording in a toilet. <laughs> oh my Lord. You know what? Let's get to it. I think there are three big exciting things that this week that we have to talk about. Oh, the okay. return of Hey Hey at Saturday on Australia's Channel 9. The no. show that was infamously axed for airing a blackface sketch in 2010. Ooh. Which, When Harry Connick Jr., mm. who was the celebrity judge for their talent show section, has yeah. to tell you that blackface is bad. Yeah. You've just... Yeah. That was... Well, no, I was going to completely just... You know, avoid that awkwardness and not make eye contact with it at all. Um, like, obviously, I mean, the three big things that have happened this week, um, obviously, the Olympics. Um, we got to see if a sane bolt can run faster than COVID. Um, uh, number two, you forced me to watch Predator porn. Um, forced? No, I did not force you. I gave you the option and you mm-hmm. willingly agreed. Ah, you were like, oh my God, this predator porn and then stopped to enlarge it and oh, then no. put it on your This phone. is after you'd spent the last 20 minutes showing my partner various shapes of uh, horror dildos. <gasps> Technically, she showed me. She did, yes. Yes. Um, and then the... We have to do an episode on it one day because I can I just say I think the scariest part is I've never looked at a predator's mouth and went, Ooh, I'd put my dick in that. There's some dental issues. Like it's got to be the lead, like the last place on earth I would want to have any of my sensitive bits. The last place on earth? Yeah. There's got to be worse. Oh, is there though? I mean, they're they're an advanced species, and they can articulate despite having a strange prehensile mandible uh-huh. could still manage to articulate words so you know that that predator has some kind of uh, well it's pretty good with its tongue yeah but there's all those teeth in the way yeah but they go off to the side <laughs> you, can hold, you can hold on to the bottom ones like crab claws like you've just caught a crab on a jetty yeah but it's like what if one like you know accidentally like sneezes in the middle of it Chah! just all your junk just gone <laughs> well, then and there it got a trophy didn't it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is for a whole different section of the room. Can you imagine? Oh look, there's an alien skull. There's a human skull. There's a what the hell? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> you do some horrible kind of cliched Jewish joke when he said the chopper. I didn't think that he meant a bris. <laughs> Oh my god, that's it. Yeah, well, we do have to do a Predator episode. I have some excellent gossip on that. Um, mm. It involves the 80s and cocaine. Oh. But and the third, but that's a whole, but that's a whole other issue that we'll get to. The third story, yeah, that I have people have been flooding our inboxes with. Yes. Okay, has anything happened between you? And Rosa the Haunted Doll from eBay. Has there been any incidents this week? I know she had a very strict no returns policy. Uh-huh. But I think we got dudded. Does it, does, is it supposed what? to come with spiritual batteries of some kind? Am I supposed to put some of my son's blood in it? Because you... Okay, let's... You're, you're being a little defensive now because you like you don't want to admit the fact. Can we talk about... The noises. I am the first to admit that being raised in an extremely Catholic household, uh-huh. including parents who still to this day believe in demonic possession uh-huh. and claim to some extent to having witnessed one, uh-huh. that still creeps into you. It's like the roots of, a, of an old tree. You never get rid of them. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of trepidation on my part because uh-huh. you never fucking know who's out yes. there putting curses on shit. Yes. You never fucking know. Mm-hmm. 
so I didn't really want this thing in my house. Uh-huh. When it got here and I realized it was just some person, okay, it's COVID times. We've all got to make money, whether you're doing it swinging around a virtual pole on OnlyFans or doing what you're doing or, or hustling people by selling them non-haunted dolls. No judgment here. Everyone's got to make a living somehow. But the the level but, of haunting has yeah. been disappointing, shall we say. Okay, but you're not saying there has not been any... There's been two incidents. Okay, tell us okay. about the two incidents. Okay, so we tried the scientific study. Uh-huh. I set up a camera and yes. did a time lapse. Yes. All we got was a very artistic sunrise coming through the window. <laughs> and that was about it. Nothing else moved. Okay. Uh, we could see some rodents in the backyard, though, which was fun. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did that. Yeah. I tried placing a walkie-talkie next to it. Yes. So I've got some nice walkie-talkies from my filmmaker days. Yes. Uh, nothing came through from there, apart from the occasional drug dealer having an argument with his mate because they've all figured out that you can't use WhatsApp anymore. Okay, yeah. So you, you hear some pretty interesting shit on UHF these days. <laughs> if I can get a bash the cunt. So, oh, hello. Okay, but get to what did happen. Okay, there was, there was a strange noise in the night mm. and it wasn't the dog. Mm. And it wasn't my son. Mm. It was loud. It was metallic. And it came from the room. It may have been the guitars that are in that room. Because we figured she looks southern. She, yeah, maybe she wants to hang out with a nice looking Gretsch guitar. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it was a strange metallic thud that came from the room. And there was nothing in there. Oh, a metallic thud like... What? Like well, a doll like some, playing some, a guitar? Potentially like a doll maybe knocking a guitar over and then going, oh, fuck, and then picking it back up and putting it up nicely. Oh. Because did, it did, was out of tune in the morning. Oh. Yeah. But it's got a Bigsby tremolo, so that could be the reason. Mm. But the other thing was mm. Lou slept in that room uh-huh. one night because my son, I mean, let's face it, this doll was never going to have a chance in terms of haunting. When you've got a son with a sleep disorder yes, who yes. gets up at all hours and stands next to your bed like fucking Damien until you wake up and then goes, Dad, I love you. Because he doesn't want you to yell at him because it's four in the morning. Uh huh. So you wake up next to this little pet cemetery kid every fucking morning going, Dad, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> love you too, son. Let's take you back to bed. The doll's just coming to this house just going, fuck, I, need I to, can't compete I with this. I can't compete with this. But okay, but what happened to Lou? What happened to Lou? Lou sleeping on the couch directly below where Rosa uh-huh. lives. Yes. She's got a pride of place position up uh-huh. next to family photos. She's on the mantle. She's not tucked away. Mm-hmm. We've given her a nice spot. There's a bit of sun. There's a plant. There's guitars. Nice. So Lou reckons while she was sleeping, mm. she swears she could feel someone tugging on the blanket, trying to wake her up, which could have been my son. No, she was I she was telling me this story. She was very confident that Edward was asleep in his bed. Rosa does like attention. Maybe she was trying to uh Look, I I think the problem was like even from the beginning, like Rosa is clearly too nice and too lovely a doll. Yeah. And I and I have a history in my life of people with BPD. So trying to get my attention by like knocking something over, not going to happen. You got to burn my CDs, you got to burn my clothes. Maybe when we reach 10,000 listeners, we could amp up the haunted doll search, maybe. Maybe we could revisit, find Rosa, another little friend. <laughs> From eBay, though? Because I, I tell you, we've been fucking dudded. Someone's just done some very descriptive marketing. We've been dudded. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, things are knocking over shit and, like, people are tugging at your blankets in the middle of the night. How was that dudded? <sighs> I'm being brave. <laughs> or at least I'm trying. Yeah, trying. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, Ripley. Me and my team of ultimate badasses will protect you. <laughs> Five minutes after I leave. Game over, man. <laughs> Game over. I just wanted some of that Octorian poontang. <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh, my God. Well, I think maybe we might have to do some sessions with the spirit box. Um, and we might see if we can start a conversation with Rosa and find out what she was trying to get Lou's attention about. Is the spirit box literally just code for paint in a box that you huff? Just <laughs> spray painting aerosol can into a fucking shoebox? You can take the boy out of Perry. <clears throat> yeah, because I, I went to they, high school with people like that. You never take the Perry out of the boy. <laughs> never forget going to a barbecue one day and we went to cook the food and the barbecue bottle was gone. <laughs> we found it out in the front yard and there was Bob with the hose in his mouth. <sighs> Oh, great guy. I was like, oh, hey, brain damage, Bob. Nice work, mate. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
God. Okay, while we are speaking about your hometown, yeah, please tell the listeners about the time that somebody threw a dead pigeon at you. <coughs> There's several occasions. <laughs> I'm not talking about like when you're on stage. <laughs> so it was about the year, I don't know, maybe about 2001, 2002. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I used to like to do, because at the time I was living there still, mm-hmm. uh, it was between university and I was working in vineyards, but that was home base. And I had a nice bike uh-huh. and I would go for big rides all around the town as fast as I could. Uh-huh. So I had a bit of a circuit going. Uh-huh. So eventually locals, you know, because there's only 10,000 people in the town, yeah. started to figure out what I was doing. Yeah, and I showing to- off your hoity-toity fancy bike with both of your wheels and both of your thongs. Whatever. <laughs> you think you're so much better than us? Flip-flops, by the way. I did not ride in a thong for our American listeners. <laughs> He did. It's exactly as you picture to our American listeners. Yeah. So there was, there was a pretty serious ghetto on one part of my um, my ride full of, uh, you know, it, it's a welfare town. It's very much post-industrial. That's a terrible thing to say about people on welfare. That's such a cliche. Well, it is, it is a cliche, but it is a welfare town. There's a lot of poverty. There's a lot of crime related to that poverty, mm-hmm. a lot of drug use. I'm not down on welfare or welfare recipients. I have been one. I'm just simply stating the fact that in a high concentration of welfare and high unemployment. Economically challenged, Economically I think, challenged. is the correct phrase these days. Yes. So anyway, I was riding past there one day and there's a school uh, which has a large thicket on one corner. Uh-huh. And these kids had seen me riding several times past there. Mm. And on one of the days they were there waiting for me. And one of them came out of the bushes with a, with a recently deceased pigeon which they had somehow shaped into an aerodynamic pose oh. and threw it at me like a lawn dart and it got me directly in the chest. <laughs> Just and Fuck, that kid had an Olympic arm. Like that was first pitch at Fenway shit. It was amazing. Oh my god, that poor pigeon. That poor pigeon. But I'll tell you what, the the beauty the beautiful thing about it was there was three of these kids. Uh-huh. And the first two were clearly decoys for me to just go, what the fuck? Because the first one was a small child holding a cat by its face. Oh. So yeah, it was not good. The second one was a child of maybe nine and he had a seven hundred mil beer. And he was drinking that. And while I was looking at Catface and Beer Boy. Yeah. (laughs) Two superheroes from Port Perry, Catface and Beer Boy. Out comes fucking disease dart. (laughs) Right into my chest. While I'm doing about probably 40 k's an hour on my bike. Oh, my God. I feel like, you know what? I feel like we should have done like a spoiler alert. Like we apologize to anyone if we have now disclosed the plot of the new Suicide Squad film. (laughs) Just with a much larger budget. <laughs> it was like something out of a Lynch film. It was fucked up. <laughs> oh my God. Just that, that poor pigeon. Yeah. That poor, poor, poor pigeon. Oh, I was terrible. Like it didn't explode or anything. Did it just like... Yeah, it, it just it just kind of careened into me and fell down as I rode off. Oh. But it was enough to like leave some feathers and a serious shock on my face. <laughs> Oh, you know the thing is, I have a feeling that was not the first nor the last time that pigeon had been used for evil. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's like you know you always hear those like horror stories where you know people are like, oh, you know, like I want to be cremated because I don't want people at the you know at the you know the mortuary doing things to my dead corpse. Yeah, it's kind of that kind of thing. Like, his, like, cousins are, like, watching him going, see, right there, right there, that's why I choose to be burnt. (laughs) (laughs) After I'm dead, just send me away. That pigeon probably was later as dinner. Oh. I waste not, want not. You've traumatised me. You're the one who asked for the story. It's like the predator porn. I didn't fucking bring this up. You totally brought up the predator porn. Oh, my. And and I've said it to you before. I, I have a lot of problems just... With the lore of the Predators and your porn, there was a lot of inconsistencies. I didn't make it. I'm just, uh, just, I, I'm just saying that's all I could notice. Like they should have maybe just run it past some nerds before they started filming because it was clearly made by people who aren't versed in the lore. Yeah. is all I'm going to say. There are going to be a lot of nerd orgasms ruined as mm. they have to stop furiously batting mm. to just mm. go. That's not a yacher. Mm. Mm. Well, I told you there's the problem with I saw that Star Trek porn, Star Trek The Next Penetration. Nice. Um, so obviously, you know, a gimmick on the the next generation. 
Yeah. But they had like Dr. Coim and uh, uh, Mr. Spock and Kirk characters in there. And I'm like, but this is the next generation. You can't pop your nut when you've got that kind of anger going. No, that's that's a retcon. Oh, just what do you think the overheads are? Like with like niche porn. Because do you know what I mean? For like the Predator porn, they obviously spent a lot of money on the Predator mask and effects. Yeah. But so, there's only a limited amount of people you would think you can sell that to. Well, if at all, because porn is so fucking readily available for free now. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, it'd be pretty high. Like, the, it's well made. It was better than a lot of the B-grade horror films you see. Well, it was better than Prometheus. Um, <laughs> Let's fucking. Or, you know, what, what What was it? The Predator, that new one. It was better than that, oh, I'm yeah, going to be honest. Scott, was it, no, it wasn't Scott Derrickson who made that. Fuck, I apologise to Scott Derrickson. Yeah. No. See, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a porn parody, mm. you even want to do it with something like like a German version of Die Hard. You could still call it Die Hard. It would just be the hard. Oh. And all you need is a bald guy and a singlet. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. And some like terrorists and catchy sweaters. Yeah. Nice. I like that's it. That's all you need. Yeah, it's good. Do you reckon maybe you have you have to start like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter or something? Be like, hey, if you want to see like the Predator giving Arnie a blowjob, give us twenty bucks. Or just like that the handshake, you know, CIA got you pushing too many pencils. Except it's just like a reach around. <laughs> you know, like a reach around off. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Stick um, around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Arnie's catchphrases work so well in, 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 in porn. Oh in my God, they porn. really do. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. The problem is like, and now I'm picturing it. <laughs> I can't focus on anything else. That's going to be my life now. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so many of so many of his films would work in porn. Yeah, yeah. The Running Man. No. Oh. The Coming Man. Ugh! Can't step outside the boundaries, or your head, will, or your nut will go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna blow my nut. <laughs> They've all got these cock rings that are <laughs> vibrating cock rings designed to. Yes. We're just we're in? giving away gold here. Oh my god! Go outside the circle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, oh my god total recall you've already got women with three titties like absolutely it just writes itself and you're not pulling that uh, tracking beacon out of a nose in that one are you ah. <laughs> it's just anal beads <laughs> stick that oh but it still involves a rat no 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 oh my god unless we're casting richard gear it's not gonna happen <laughs> Oh Lord, we have we have got ourselves caught up in one tangled weave. Yep. Oh my God. Speaking of tangled weaves, we web. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> and you're, you're like that. You're drinking non-alcoholic Coke. What's your problem? Uh, and a wine. Oh, you've got a wine. We this week we are about to get tangled in the weave of one of Japan's most interesting mythologies and a cryptoid. You're oh. gonna like this. Part beautiful woman. Part spider. That is anything but armless. Oh. <laughs> As we take a closer look at the Joroju. I've forgotten how to say. I drank too much wine. Joroju. Give me that thing. Jorogumo. 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 Oh, Jorogumo. You gotta be racist. And oh, like Jorog- that Jorogumo. And like that, our entire Asian market tunes out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've seen Kurosawa. There's lots of that. Oh. <laughs> we look at the Jorogumu and the legend of Jorine Falls. Hey. In this week's episode of Jorogumu and its Web of Lies. Or Jorogumu climbed up the water spout. Nah. Now, spiders have a special place in the world. They do. And before we go anywhere, I think this was summed up beautifully in one of your favourite films of all time, Dog Soldiers, where they explain some beautiful fears. Well then, Bruce, what scares you? The self-destructive nature of the human condition. Just taking a piss now. What do you think, sir? How about you then, Spoon? Castration. There's no argument there. Joe? Only one thing guaranteed to put the shits at me. A penalty shootout. Figures. Teddy? Watching a penalty shootout. With Joe. <laughs> what about you, Coop? 
spiders and women and uh, spider women. <laughs> I want to know what scares us. So- oh, I didn't cut that off properly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Of course, from, yeah, one of my favourite films, Dog Soldiers, they go on to fight the lycanthrope. It's almost, you know what? I I think um, Neil Marshall missed out on a golden opportunity. He could have actually had Coop and English squaddies travel around the world to fight all the various cryptoids of the world. If you're hearing Neil Marshall, I expect, you know, a cut in on this. We've given away too many good ideas Yeah. Can you imagine they fight the lycanthrope and now Coop, we somehow managed to put the Sarge back together. Um, <laughs> and they go to Jorogumu where Coop has to face his worst enemy, spider women. Now, spiders have a special place in the world. Let's be honest. Spiders play a very important role in our ecosystems. They eat flies, mosquitoes, and a whole range of bugs that make life for everyone else really quite awful. And they scare Australian tourists. <laughs> but when you mention the word, or even just thinking of the word spider, it's enough to make most people's skin crawl in revulsion. The cold dread as you imagine the fuzzy legs of the spider as it slowly strolls its way across your face. Maybe to lay eggs in your ears. Who knows? (laughs) Now, there's a common story that humans swallow approximately eight spiders in their sleep each year. Oh, if they're whores. (laughs) Now, while science says your chances of swallowing a spider in your sleep is almost zero, it's important to note that it's not an absolute zero. Besides, they just say it's almost zero, you'll swallow it, which sounds like science wants us to relax in the thought that spiders will probably just crawl around in our mouths and out again while we sleep. Oh. Yeah, that that science thinks that's more comforting. That, yeah. That's kind of like one of those motorbike death cage things, mm. but for a spider. Yeah. Just, just woo, 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 just in there doing little laps. <laughs> you can just... Now, there are a lot of stories out there about spiders, but not all of them are true. One of the most infamous, I think we've all heard of this one. Yeah. We've all heard the story about a couple who, returning from a holiday in New Mexico, pick up a large cactus from the desert and transport it home with the intention of potting it up and placing it in their ranch-style house. The couple get the stolen cactus home and put it in a large terracotta pot and it is the perfect size for the corner of the dining room. The dining room. Later that night, the couple sit down to dinner and as they sit eating and admiring their new cactus, the cactus, well, it starts to pulse Ugh. and throb and undulate. Ugh. Now, like any sensible white person in a horror film, they move closer and stick their faces much closer to the writhing plant. Okay. The husband makes a phone call and the person at the other end of the line screams at them to run from their house immediately. The couple run to the front door and as they turn to leave, they see the cactus explode as hundreds of tarantula spiders spew forth, swarming their house. The person on the phone warning them that a swarm of baby tarantulas once took down a horse and ate it. Within an hour, the whole block is now infected with tarantulas. Is that the plot of arachnophobia? Ah, relax. It's an urban myth. Ah. But you're looking suspiciously at your plants now, aren't you? I am, especially the one that you gave me for my birthday, which looks like it's pulsating and undulating. <laughs> now, the question that I have, because this, this is a popular urban myth, and I've, I've heard this one so many times around campfires. Yeah. The question I have is for this story that keeps being told is, who do they call? Okay, who do you call when your stolen cactus starts to throb? Like, is there an American hotline for that? Like, 1-800-throbbing-cactus? In America, it seems to be 911 for everything. Throbbing cactus, there's a black man in the park looking at birds. Mm. Uh, pretty much anything that annoys white Karens. Just just phone the police? Yeah, yeah, like my pizza's late. 
Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, like they won't accept my coupon. Call yeah, the police. Call the police. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that throbbing cactus in New Mexico would come under that. Oh, yeah. Like fucking Phil, it's for you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a Mexican in my cactus <laughs> trying to take my job. <laughs> if you were at home, yeah, and your cactus started to throb, who would you call? Number one. Is that cactus peyote and have I consumed some? <laughs> no, just your ordinary, you know, your mum gave you a cactus. Uh, so mu- it's, it's your mum, so it's completely not sexual. Who would I call? Yeah, who would you call? Uh, I could give you a serious answer. Yes. I would I would phone the Schomburg Pavilion at the Adelaide Botanic Gardens and ask them where what might oh, be happening. Oh, my God, you're so white that you actually <laughs> know who to call in a plant emergency. <laughs> My pot plant is dying. <laughs> oh my god, you are so fucking white right now. <laughs> I'm blindness. I'm getting snow blindness in here. I can't uh, even look at you. I once had a pigeon thrown at me. <laughs> oh my god. All I know is I want to start a hotline and I'm just going to call it 1 800 Throbbing Cactus. We know pricks. Oh, uh, you're going to get the wrong kind of business. <laughs> I'm putting that on a t shirt. <laughs> now, one story that is true. Although you probably wish it wasn't true. Yeah. Now, next time you're confronted with a little itsy-bitsy spider, yeah. don't call them a motherfucker. When in fact, <laughs> it's probably much more correct to call them a mother eater. Oh. Now Are we getting woke? We know that in evolutionary terms, for most creatures, they are relying on their mother to teach them how to hunt and eat their prey to survive. Actually, that's only mammals. You know, good old good old mums. It's what they do. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is how you drive through the drive-through. <laughs> that's a strictly mammalian trait. <laughs> now, spiders are no different. With her small little baby spiders happily playing in the web, the mother spider will begin to pluck the strings in the web. This will trigger something deep and primal in the baby spiders as they begin to swarm on the moving object. Their mother! So I'm pretty sure the mum was just trying to see that they're asleep. Finally they're asleep. I'm going to go over here and have a fucking cigarette. Have a wine. Just fucking knock something and fucking... Fucking swarming! Oh my God, I love you, mum. I love you. And then she's just so over. She's like, fuck it, just eat me. Just fucking make it stop. Oh, no, in the ultimate act of motherly sacrifice, the mother spider offers her body to her hundreds of tiny babies and they eat her alive. That again sounds like a terrible porn subgenre. There are actually several types of spiders that commit this cannibalistic matricide. Its official term for this mother eating is matrifigy. M-A-T-R-I-P-H-A-G-Y. M-A-T-H-A-G-Y. Go and eat your mum. Eat your mum. Eat your mum. Not in a porn way sometimes. You have got to eat your mum. That's the worst spelling bee content. (laughs) Could you put that in a sentence? I'm going to Las Vegas to eat my (laughs) stepmum. No, that is definitely a, a, a genre of porn. It is. Oh, my Lord. Look, sometimes this occurs only hours after the baby spiders are born. Well, postnatal depression is real. It'll get you yep. every time. Although just, oh, my God. You know what? I think it's like that's what you do if your kid comes out and it's a ranger. The <laughs> ah! shame. Can I just quickly tell you about something that's not an urban legend, but I uh-huh. think it's a, it's a legendary thing that yep. I once knew. A friend of mine named Michael, who sadly took his own life many, many years ago, uh-huh. had the best fucking move of all time. Because yep. when Subway first came to Australia, they yep. were trying so hard to yep. get business clients and all this sort of stuff. And they'd have these great big brandy balloons on the counter, put your business card in, go into the drawer, mm-hmm. you and your whole office will win a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. He would wait till the sandwich attendants weren't looking. Yeah. And he would take a fistful of the business cards that were in there. Yeah. And he'd pocket them. And later on, he would go to strip clubs and put them in a winner free lap dance thing and took all these totally legit businesses and put them in the drawer to win lap dances down at 
<laughs> down at Stormy's. Oh my god, that's you get you get to diversify your market. You do, you know. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, I reckon that caused at least one divorce. Ah, uh, I think it caused more than one foot long. Uh, hey! <laughs> no, these were white businessmen. <laughs> oh. No, uh, fucking breakfast six baby inch baby sub. Yeah. <laughs> He's six inch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but relax. Look, it's not like a spider is going to set up home in your body. Except oh dear. in 2012 when a doctor treated a patient who complained of having an itch in her ear over a five-day period. Uh, Itchy. Oh, my ears. Just a, you know, sometimes you get that little niggle, niggle in your yeah, ear. Yeah, yeah. Niggle, niggle. Just think of that next time you get that. Niggle, niggle. <laughs> Upon investigation, the doctor found a spider... In her ear. Yuck. Set up its little home. Oh. Gonna lay some little eggy eggs. Oh, nice. Little brain eggs. In her ear. Yuck, man. Yuck. Nickel, you, must be, <laughs> you must be taking shithouse care of your body. <laughs> if a spider is moving into your ear. Yeah, like, mm, not bad, not bad, not yeah. bad. Mm. It's like, oh, I fucking love crosscore punk. I eat polenta and never have to shower. Why is there a spider in my brain? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, oh, my God, an incel spider that likes your early comedy. <laughs> 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 would fucking love it. Oh. Now, look, don't worry. This is rare. And not to have a spider in your ear. I mean, they probably climb, you know, in and out all the time whilst yeah. you're asleep. But like I said, they just climb out of their own accord. Just use it as a toilet and keep moving. Exactly. The living in is pretty uncommon. But again, not impossible. Right. Thanks, science. <laughs> just say no. <laughs> all right? Even if it's a lie. We know it's a lie. Just lie to us. <laughs> It's like that time when you, you know, you told your son, there are no monsters. Lie. <laughs> uh. Now, in Japanese mythology, when a spider lives to be 400 years old, then it acquires naturally magical powers. With these <laughs> magical powers, they can shapeshift into, you guessed it, beautiful, hot, sexy young women. With pixelated vaginas, if their porn is anything to go by. <laughs> what I find really weird is that I could not find any mention of a male Jorogumu. Right. It's always, you know, pff, you're a beautiful young woman. Yeah. Can you imagine just sitting around as a 400-year-old man spider and suddenly pff, you're a teenage girl? Now you've got to figure out high heels, women's clothing. And if we have learned anything from Japanese culture... How to dress up like a Japanese schoolgirl. <laughs> but I just found it so. There's, like, there's literally, there are no male Jorogumos. They're only female. So either just women spiders don't put up with their shit. Yeah. Or I think it's that whole thing of like women do live longer than men. And I think it must clearly apply to the spider world as well. Unless they're getting eaten by their kids. You know, because I'm like, no, men are like, oh my God, I could totally live in that dick hole. Like, God, <laughs> oh, watch me, Barry. I'm going to jump in. Witness! <laughs> spray paints his little face as he like jumps into your like dick hole at night. Dick hole spider. The next piece of merch. <laughs> Witness P. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be like riding the waves when it comes out. You'd be like Snake Plissken in Escape from LA. Oh, no. Oh. Him and you and Peter Fonda. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh. You're allowed to reference that film one more time in this podcast and the third time our podcast disappears. <laughs> it just sucks in on itself, Fair Call. <laughs> yep. I can't believe I referenced it. I feel so dirty. <laughs> so, yeah, so there you are, you know, pfft. Suddenly, you're a beautiful, young, hot woman. Yeah. Uh, now, before you shoot your web all over the place, there are some other things you should know about this woman spider. Technically, the Jorogumu can take three magical forms. A giant spider. Yeah. A beautiful young woman. Or a half spider, half woman hybrid, like a centaur. Man, that, that just feels like a cop out. 
It's like one of those transformers where like it becomes four different things. You just like it's just fucking half just pick done. One. Just pick one. Yeah, do, like, oh. do two good. Don't don't do three shit ones. Yeah. Oh, I can't commit. Yeah. Okay. Now this is the question. Okay. If yeah. you are going to be seduced by a jorogumo. Yeah. Okay. Would you prefer spider top half, lady bottom? Yeah. Or woman top half and spider bottom. Woman top half, spider bottom. Really? Yeah. Yeah, why is that? Well, because bottom half of a spider doesn't have a vagina. Mm. At least the top half has a mouth. <sighs> and it can talk to you and share ideas. <laughs> Don't try to fucking dig yourself out of that with like, oh my God, it's all about the blowjobs. Oh, and we can hold hands. <laughs> all eight of them. And talk about <laughs> pride and prejudice. <laughs> oh, what would you go with? If there was a male spider, would you go with a fucking <laughs> what would you go with? The the fucking talky end or the fucking stingy end? <laughs> would it be furry? That's my question. Would it be weirdly furry like their little legs? Well, Japanese spiders, they've got the red back, which is a hard shell spider. Mm. So it'd be pointy and spiky. I would go for the giant shoe. No, that's not true. I'm a <laughs> vegan. I would just I I would go for like the world's biggest like glass and like a giant piece of paper and just put it outside in the garden like i'm sorry i'm vegan i'm here to seduce you no i'm sorry i'm vegan i'm just i'm not sure yeah well what if the spiders are vegan as well at least pretends to be one (laughs) like so many men have done (laughs) oh god don't get me started oh my god yeah i know like i totally love vegan food as they're like they cry as they bite into their tofu (laughs) Uh, now, the Jorogumo uses its good looks to lure in its favorite prey attractive young men. <laughs> she will invite them to a secluded place or to her house, the house usually belonging to a fallen victim. And there, the Jorogumo uses its magical power and/or its poisonous venom to entrance the men. And then she drains them dry until they are nothing but skeletal husks. I can see the smirk on your face. That is not what I meant. And you know it. That's not how you go, John. That's not how you go. So you're not talking, you're talking about blood. Yes. Okay. That's boring. She will liquefy your inside your body. And then she bites you. Okay, well, that's not always bad. Stories tell of these creatures living this way for years, even right in the middle of major cities. One story tells of a Jorogumu entrancing a man, telling him that she had returned to him and to hug his child. Oh. But as he embraced the child, he was pulled from the trance. The child he was hugging was a writhing sack of her spider eggs that were readying themselves to burst from their shells and eat the man alive. Fuck, Japanese horror is particularly good, isn't it? (laughs) To be honest, it just sounds like kids to me. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) We will burst forth and drain you dry. Look at the shit I made at school out of macaroni. I don't fucking care. Just kill me. Yes. Give me all your attention or I will turn into Satan. Uh, now, if the creature is full or wants to stock the larder for winter, the Jorogumu produces its own silky thread, which is strong enough to bound a grown man and even suspend him from the ceiling. <laughs> that means in your half-confused state, and you, you're still, she's still like entrancing you, so you think it's a beautiful woman. Yeah. It's now a beautiful woman with a web coming out of her butt. <laughs> Is it coming out of her butt? And she's just trailing around behind you. Hey. The, the, the fucking stupid lizard brain part of any man with her little back legs would still be thinking, kinky bitch wants to tie me up. <laughs> They'd still be thinking that with her butt rope. Yeah. <laughs> I know we've all heard about that performance art from Melbourne where that woman knitted with vaginal wool. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) 
Oh, so she may suspend you from the ceiling. The Jorogumu keeping its victim subdued with its venom, it will slowly drink its victim over an extended period. The Jorogumu also has the ability to control any and all spiders to do her bidding and defend her. This thing's like a wicked Pokemon. She also has at her control a magical fire-breathing spider to defend her and her eggs. It's totally fucking Pokemon. Just when you think a spider couldn't get any worse creepy, they're now shooting fucking flames. <laughs> and again, I don't know why, I picture out of their butt. Laser sharks. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, they could also be used not only to defend her, but to set fire, to burn down the houses of anyone who has become too suspicious or too inquisitive of her home or nest, or even just to burn their nests and all trace of them when they flee an area. So how do you know if the beautiful young woman hitting on you is actually a Jorogumu who's going to take you home and tie you up with her butt thread? <laughs> Simple. You just need to look at her reflection in water. <clears throat> oh, that all. That's all. Yeah. The Jorogumu is powerful, but it cannot hide its true form from watery re- reflections. That or first thing in the morning. <laughs> oh, I look so bad in the morning. Don't look at me. <laughs> look, in defense, none of us look very good in the morning. Oh, my God. Oh, so, I don't know. Maybe just put in a water feature. By the front door, <laughs> just to be sure, before you, it's too late. That's all uh, I'm going to say. That's like a really shitty kind of M. Night plot, uh, Shyamalan plot twist. Uh, oh, I don't, you won't go near water. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, these aliens have come to a fucking planet made of it. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. It's like, it's risky, boys, but it's worth it. <laughs> we'll get some corn farmers from Ohio. As long as they don't figure out our one secret. Fuck, they figured it out. <laughs> the kid's listening to us on a baby monitor. God damn it. Fuck. Baseball bats, failed baseballers, and glasses of water. Oh. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> oh my! You know what? If it's—is it just water? Is it any kind of liquid? Because you could you like in a squeeze? Could you like jack off onto it, and it'd be like ah, melt. I think regardless of whether or not the actual physical result would damage it. Yeah. No aliens sticking around to watch a bloke <laughs> fap off. Emotionally scar it. <laughs> Just like, holy Jesus, what's this one doing? <laughs> Why is he fucking choking himself <laughs> in a cupboard? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's see how you liked probe, <laughs> mister. <laughs> he pointed it at me. <laughs> so so there's two things we know they're scared of. Water and bus stops. <laughs> You might come in peace, but I'm going to come in you. <laughs> oh, it's an angry wank. Right in your eye. Oh, I'm a good shot. Oh, <laughs> I can smell you, Clarice. Oh. oh, my God. The aliens, like, they take away and then they just get this vision on their TVs of this angry knob coming through the screen at them. It just crawls through. <laughs> Oh, that's what they get for going to space, Tijuana. Oh, my God. God. I'm going to die on this bloody podcast one day. The fucked thing is, you come here once a week and we both discover how we both still have some kind of long COVID where we cough our guts up. Oh, my God. Can you imagine at the end we find out we were the super spreaders? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And the only way we can save the world is through wanking. I'm doing my part. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll cure you, Nana. <laughs> <laughs> Wank and Nana for a cure. <laughs> oh, when you're in Texas, look behind you. Because that's where the wankin's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Chuck Norris. <laughs> Hey, this hey hey Saturday reboot's coming. We can wank nanas for a cure on that. <laughs> Red faces will be back. Oh Lord. Okay, so we've exposed them from their watery reflections. Yep. And we've jerked off in their face. <laughs> <laughs> what else can you do? Well, put away the bug spray as poisons have no effect on the creature. 
What we do suggest is you don't follow her home and certainly don't offer to hold anything she offers you unless you have spent your whole life desperately trying to hold a bubbling assortment of angry, throbbing spider eggs. <laughs> or the previous victims. <laughs> hold this man-sized silk purse. <laughs> is that Gary? Yeah. <laughs> Gary, is that you? Oh, my God, we're surrounded. Man, <laughs> drop your drawers. <laughs> oh, my God, Aliens would have been such a different film. <laughs> the day the earth stood still. <laughs> Gort. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. Thank God that wasn't the answer in Mac and Me. That's all I'm going to oh, say. One of the only two movies I've ever left in disgust. At least you know now why he was trying to drill those little holes in the wall. <laughs> little fucking glory holes. His little fucking weird pursed lips were like a space glory hole. <laughs> Just like Pepsi. <laughs> now, another really interesting thing about this cryptoid is how the spelling of this creature's name has evolved. Okay. With new characters added in recent times, now the creature's name translates roughly into the Entangling Bride. Okay. Which is much more <clears throat> enchanting and mysterious than the original spelling of the word uh, or of their name, which essentially translated into Whore Spider. Whore Spider. <laughs> whore spider. Whore. Whore. Not or. Whore. Whore. Wow. Imagine getting all judgy about it. You whore spider. Talk about men projecting their <laughs> yeah. fucking angst. Yeah. Look at that spider. Look at her walking around on all eight legs like a whore. <laughs> Goes off with Gary, but won't touch me, the whore. <laughs> Oh my god! Look, frankly, if I was a uh, a Jorogumu, I would go full Game of Thrones Cersei's, and I would eat every fucker who ever called me a, a horse spider as well. You go, girl. Yeah, damn straight. You know, in like I I don't know if you've seen Game of Thrones, but when she's forced to walk naked through the streets, well, that was like shame, shame, and she has her big robot bodyguard who hunts down everybody who said nasty things to her as she walked through the streets and bashes their head in a, into a wall until they die. Okay. Sounds S legit. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I would totally do that. But <laughs> Spider-Whore. Can you imagine? Spider-Whore. <sighs> Is that like a lost He-Man character? Spider whore, spider whore, whores whatever a spider whores, shoots a web from her ass, catches men just like flies, look out, here comes the spider whore. You have to milk her for her own venom to cure what she already has. Oh. It's fucking no spider whore inception. Oh my god. It's like centi human centipede meets the human spider whore. <laughs> Uh, now, probably the oldest story about the Jorogumu centers around the Jorin Falls, one of Japan's top 100 waterfalls. Oh, and what are the other 99? Well, and what the fuck is lurking through there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other question is, if this makes, if this has like a spider yeah. that shoots web out of its ass and will literally drink you to death, how shit are the other waterfalls? Like, how bad is, like, the 200th waterfall? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is going on there? It's just one of the leaking cooling towers at Fukushima. We're <laughs> <laughs> just, like, mutating fish. <laughs> and all those old Japanese people who are just like, we've lived long enough. All the young people fuck off. We'll just get brooms and fix this. Can I say that is the most fabulous, like, fucking thing yeah. ever? Where they were like, no, don't send the young people to die. We've lived like that's, that's. Oh, people always complain about, um, you know, millennials in our generation. Yeah. Fuck off if fucking boomers would be out there with a fucking broom. Nah. Okay, sweeping up the fucking, like, nuclear radioactive west. They'd be like, oh, no, I can't possibly take time away from buying another property and shutting the young people out of the housing market. <laughs> Raise my pension! <laughs> Back in my day, if we wanted to buy a house, we'd wait for the local nuclear power plant to fucking melt down and then we'd move in. 
because it was called Opportunity. And then we buy all the houses around it for our 1,800 children <laughs> and hope that one would survive. So I think that while all these other cultures have these amazing monsters, yeah, we just have retirees in their early 70s who drive around on caravanning holidays and consume all the property. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, yes. Talk about sucking the life out of yeah. you. Oh my God. The legend of the boomer. Oh, one investment property is a time as you just... As you have to live in a growing, like, shrinking, smaller and smaller space. Yeah. The same people that want to claim the fucking uh, input tax credits off their solar plant still refuse to fucking get rid of coal power. Because somehow it's better. (laughs) Because I can make money and I can watch the young people cry at the same time. That's that's our best cryptoid, is the fucking, the boomer. (laughs) And we also have the cast of Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. Oh, yes. That cryptoid will not die. No. It's a horrible TV show. Anyone in America, don't be like, oh, I'm going to go look that up. Don't. No, no, look it up. No, don't. Look it up and then look up Bill Hicks, because he was on Hey, Hey, It's Saturday. No. It was like, there was basically, they had like a toilet plunger with a wig on it. It was one of their main characters. Yeah, they had a they had a fucking stuffed ostrich. Yeah, a man in a duck costume. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, very strange variety TV show that ran for fucking forty odd years. Oh, 40 more than it should have. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the the falls, one of the top one hundred waterfalls. If you're going to Japan in the next, I don't know, fifty years when we're allowed to fly again. Yeah. Now the legend tells of a man, a local villager, who was relaxing at the bottom of the waterfall when his feet became trapped by large spider threads. The man managed to cut himself free. He tied the threads around a tree stump, but the tree stump was uprooted. And as it was pulled into the water, it struck the man and pushed him into the water. And he was never seen again. After this, the locals became fearful of the waterfalls and avoided the area completely. Got to respect that she got him on the rebound, though. I know. <laughs> Fucking, you're like, ha It's the ultimate, you know, like, the thriller, you know, the killer comes back. I'm not dead! <laughs> oh. Sometime later, an outsider, a man who knew nothing of the waterfall's history, stopped to refresh himself. Mm-hmm. There he was struck by the sight of the most beautiful woman he had ever seen bathing Naked in the waters. Oh. The man drops his axe into the waters. Not a metaphor. <laughs> it could be. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, and the beautiful woman returns it to him. Definitely a metaphor. Yeah. Um, the woman tells the man to go home, replenish his strength, and return to her the next day. The man travels to the nearby village and takes a room. As she would. Yeah. Like, if Jason Momoa popped out of a pond and was like, hey, you want to come back tomorrow for a route? Sure. I'm just I'm just going to go to the travel lodge and just, just freshen up. Only Jason Momoa could speak like that and still be sexually successful. Oh. Oh, you want to come around and get your fucking box pounded? <laughs> I'll fucking pound oh it up God. like. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Did you slide out of there like a snail? Oh my god! Yeah, the water, the water, the waterfall was like dry. <laughs> Come here, Aquaman. <laughs> See if you can hold your breath. <laughs> oh my god! Seriously, just take just take Jason Momoa and me to drought affected area. Oh, I'll fucking water your crops! <laughs> Woo! That's got a horrible kind of idiocracy. It's got what plants crave. Ooh, I hope you, you don't mind if your corn's a little bit salty this year. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, he's a fine looking man. Seriously. <laughs> Pre-buttered fucking corn. Oh. Oh, that's an unusual taste this year. <laughs> Is that vanilla? Oh, Christ. Uh, what? Uh, you started it. I did, yeah. Oh. Uh, Completely enamoured, the man returns to the waterfall each day to see the beautiful woman. Yeah. But people in the village notice that the man is becoming weaker and weaker each day. He's already pretty weak. He's gone back to us. Oh, God. I tell you. Oh, my God. She gave you a fake number, bro. (laughs) 
hey, come back tomorrow when I'm like totally up for sex. And let me go now. Yeah. And just, yeah, call this number. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If that was like Jason Momoa, like uh, my knees would be buckled. I don't care if I'd had to like drag myself back with my fingernails. I would just use my chin. (laughs) Gotta get back. Gotta get back. My Lord. (sighs) A monk from a nearby temple who knows the story of the waterfall becomes suspicious and asks the young man to allow him to accompany him to the waterfall. The monk hides away and after a while he sees spider webs spread out from the water and wrap themselves around the young man. The monk crashes forth and begins a Buddhist chant and the spider webs retreat. Like a pedo in the Vatican. They don't retreat. (laughs) (laughs) They're given leadership positions. They're they're, they're relocated to another waterfall. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Realising that the woman is also a spider, the man goes to a nearby mountaintop and he calls on a Tengu master and pleads for help. So sort of a, a deity. Okay, right. Um, but the Tengu refuses to help and forbids the relationship, saying that the Jorogumo is evil and her love is not real. But the man will not be convinced by anyone and he returns to the waterfall looking for his beautiful love. The man trips on spider webs and falls into the waters and is never seen again. Oh, an incel dating story for the ages. <laughs> See, people be like, I, you know, I didn't. He's the one chasing her around the waterfall, okay? Yeah. Why is she the spider whore, okay? How come he isn't the random man whore? <laughs> you know, like she's just sitting there, la da 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 da, having it, having it. You know, oh, she's naked, she's having a bath. And it's a secluded waterfall. No, damn straight, bitch, just be going about her life. You're all like, oh my god, fucking tuh, tuh, tuh. <sighs> Any woman with confidence. Oh, she's a whore. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is the guy who actually approached. My job is to make sure that the milk that you drink and the cheese that you eat is is safe and free from any harmful bacteria. When I'm not checking for bad bacteria in milk or good bacteria in cheese, I like to go up to Twin Lakes to go water skiing. That's his dating audition tape. There you go. That's oh my god. That is literally that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a boring job and women won't talk to me. I like to go water skiing. Yeah. Well, I would, but I haven't got anybody to drive the boat, so I just sort of stand on my skis next to the water, and I imagine, and I I have a spray bottle, and I spray the salty water in my face, so I imagine what it would be like. To water ski with someone who loves me. You're basically describing Mark Zuckerberg's July 4th video. <laughs> Just no boat to tow me. I'll, I'll get an electric surfboard. Fuck you all. <laughs> and I'll cruise along with John Denver music playing, holding the flag like a fucking fascist. <laughs> Really, I just, oh my God, suddenly every development that's ever been made in humankind, like, makes sense. It's basically, most of it is just, like, lonely dudes trying to, like, recreate something that they need a friend to do, but they don't have one. So they've got to try and create something else. The telephone. Yeah. Oh my God. So you can know for sure nobody wants to talk to you. I imagine the first guy, so the Italian guy who invented the telephone. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but everyone gives a, everyone gives props to Alexander Graham Bell. It was an Italian dude. He goes out, invents a telephone, gives it to another woman. She gives him a fake number. <laughs> <laughs> he dials it one. <laughs> Wrong number. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, even back in the day, even yep. back in the day. Let's sure. Yeah. Oh. yeah, come back tomorrow when I'm having another nudie bath. Oh, oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. You know, any um, any dude who's like, if you give them their phone number and they're like, yeah, bing, they're going to call you like then straight away. If you didn't already know, like that's an alarm bell to everyone else that they're one of those guys. Yeah, they're like, one of those dudes. Possessive 
dickweed who yeah. can't understand that no means no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually... Anyway, I won't go on that. That's another side No, story. it's too late. You have to. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, a very good friend and I. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my girlfriends, we were out. It, oh, my God. It was at the, the Fringe Festival like a gazillion years ago. Back when it used to be like low and like no one would go and yeah. it was scummy. So like my Fringe Festival. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, we were we were out one night and there was a gentleman that I, you know, had sexual relations with. No, that I found attractive. Oh, and okay. I was like, ooh, I would like shoot some silky threads out of my ass and tie him up in my attic. Yeah. Um, but I thought, oh, he, you know, he's very attractive. So my friend was just sort of like at the bar, like, ugh, like while we were, you know, like dancing. Yeah. Anyway, and then. We were dancing for ages and then like this guy came over. I could see this guy was talking to my friend. Um, oh, my God, because I'm such a bitch. He was like, oh, we should sit down. And I was like, oh, no, we can't. Look, that guy's like hitting my friend because if we stop, then she'll feel like to come over. So we should keep dancing. And ah. Anyway, so she was trapped with my, with this gentleman. Yeah. Um, and, oh, my God, I don't know why she actually gave him – her real phone number. Okay. And she's like, oh, she's like, I think because he just, he wore me down. <laughs> and he was just like, oh. And then he did the whole, like, he grabbed her phone and. Put his number yeah, in. Yeah. And like called like his number. And yeah. Anyway. So she, she like marked, you know, for like his name for like lunatic from French. Yeah. Anyway. So he would call and she was like, oh God, I'm not, I'm not answering that. Anyway. So he he called back. We left a message, and at first it was very, it, you know it was, it was like you know hello, <laughs> and this was his accent. Yeah. Oh, I can't. You know, hello. Uh, I I met you the other night. You know, at at the club. Uh, and uh, you know, here I am. Give me a call back. I'd like to talk to you again. So yeah, it's very nice, pleasant. She was like, yeah, no, just, he's clearly. Here. He called back. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, hello. I, I don't know if you got my last message, but uh, this is Yana Gerald. We met at the club. And uh, yeah, you. So if you could call me back, I don't know if you got my last message, but. Is this going to end three, three times I call? Uh, uh, uh. He kept leaving message after oh, message no. after message. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, by the end, there were a lot in a day. But the thing is, they kept, the messages kept getting shorter. Oh angrier oh no like each time that she wasn't answering and like not returning his calls until eventually there was just this one message and he was like amanda i don't remember now clearly where we met your friend was dancing you were not i was watching you will call me back <laughs> and she was like oh oh, oh absolutely not <laughs> Thankfully, after that, the calls uh, sort of started to, like, drop off. Uh, we think probably he was in prison. Um, but, yeah, this don't get angry and angry with message. Like, that doesn't – that's not – Don't sound like you're invoking a gypsy curse again. <laughs> By the power of my ancestors, you shall call me and bear a pig child. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Another night we went out. Um, these, two, these two gentlemen. Oh my god! They literally like we ran away from a club to like you know get away from them. Yeah. Um, and let's just say they were a fan of white sugar. Um, and they like literally like chased us down the street. Like you know they wanted to come with us, and we were just like, no, thank you. We're we're going home to this this guy's pickup line to me. Yeah. Was he's like, oh, you know, he kept. I'm just like, I'm not. He's like, oh, you know, you, uh, you are a very beautiful lady because you are big and beautiful. <laughs> I see a lot of these girls, they are so skinny, they could not feed my baby. Oh, you, you could feed my babies. Oh, my god, and I'm like. If that's a compliment or not. Anyway, literally, we went out, ran out of the kid, you know, down the street. Was he a spider demon? He pulls out, like, he's trying to, like, chase us. 
and this other guy was chasing my friend. They were in love with us. Basically, he had the wallet. You know where you have your photos? Yeah. Wanted to show me some of his kids. Okay. That he had sired. The problem is he opened this thing. Five million children. Like you have never seen more pictures of different kids. Just like a hundred photos like fall out of this thing. And you were just like, I'm not feeding your village. Like what the hell? Um, and then we got to like a cab and like my friend jumped in the cab and I got in the cab and it was literally, they were trying to hold the doors open to get in the cab. And my friend and I were in the back almost like with our legs trying to push them out, telling the driver to just go, go. (laughs) There you go. But it's okay now because we've got Tinder and that's much more wholesome. Oh, fringe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. So, yeah, so, um, (laughs) yeah, that's love. But (laughs) the thing is, in another area of Japan, their Jorogumu is treated as a goddess. Cool. And is worshipped. She quite nicely protects the people from drowning and the waters from flooding the nearby village. At the waterfall, a monument stands by the waters in her honour. Cool. So, you know, that's, you know, not every spider is a whore. No. You know, and don't treat her as such. Um, But once again, the moral of this story is... Leave a woman alone when she's trying to have a bath and you'll be fine. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> First the Kurosawa, now the Jorogumu. Let women have 10 minutes alone in the bathroom. Seriously, fuckers. Yeah. Oh, my God. And also, you know what? Next time your mum gives you shit about she brought you into this world, be like, yeah, well, did you ever feed your body to me? No. I can kind of see why you can get like dirty knickers on vending machines and stuff now. It's just like methadone for these creeps. <laughs> just keep them away. Yeah. 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 But, you know, and again, where's a good Jorogumu when you want one? They're, they're you know, they're only traking in like pervs who are following like an attractive young woman home. Yeah. You know. Fucking need a few of them. <laughs> Says the woman who would literally just like... Walk into the pits of hell if, like, Jason Momoa was reclining. You would lay your eggs in his corpse without. Oh doubt. my god! <laughs> oh, in his thorax. <laughs> hey, you know what? I would be happy to be either spider top half or bottom half, whatever he liked. You sure? <laughs> I reckon he's going for bottom half as well. What, spider bottom half spider or lady bottom, bottom half? half? Oh. Well, because if you're spider bottom half, you've got these bingly little legs trying to carry like a huge thorax and mandible and mm. it's just, you're just going to be tipping over the whole time. Whereas oh. if you've got spider body, yeah. not only do you have the body, the head and body of a human woman, yeah. but you've got all the utility of a spider body. Oh, so I could what? Like do Cl- tasks cl- while we're making out? Yeah, you could climb walls and build a build a nest. Oh, I was thinking like pay the accounts. Um, <laughs> finish the Sudoku. You'd be like you'd be like Skeletor's um, spider machine that he rides across the desert. <laughs> oh, so you got to find the advantage in everything. You do, yeah. But yeah, so you know what? Not all hide. Not every spider is a whore, and not every whore is a spider. <laughs> Glad you said it. Oh, and uh, <clears throat> real mothmen eat the carpet. They do. Spider women eat fuckheads. <laughs> Good on them. <coughs> here, 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 here. 